I've said it before. If you are in danger, we go to the police. Oh, no, I don't want to hear about the I police. I do not say that lightly. I know what it could do to this family, but if it's the only real choice we have, if it's either that or you getting shot when you open your I don't front want door, to hear about the you're police. not some hardened criminal, Walt. You are in over your head. No. That's what we tell them. That's the truth. That no, is not the truth. Of course it is. School teacher, cancer, desperate for money. Okay, we're done. Here. Roped into working for, unable to even quit. You told me that yourself, Walt. Jesus, what was I thinking? Walt, please, let's both of us stop trying to justify this whole thing and admit you're in danger. Who are you talking to right now? Who is it you think you see? Do you know how much I make a year? I mean, even if I told you, you wouldn't believe it. Do you know what would happen if I suddenly decided to stop going into work? A business big enough that it could be listed on the NASDAQ goes belly up. Disappears. It ceases to exist without me. No, you clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am not in danger, Skyler. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot, and you think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks. Let's get busy. Well, boys, now it's our turn. Uh, this always made me feel like a man, you know? Now all I got is my enormous genitals. Stephen Gedney is from Woodland, California, broadcasting live from a pre-recorded session via Carmichael, California. Are we on the Stephen Gedney podcast? We are on the podcast. Same bad time, same bad time. Yeah, that's right. Because... Arrived by Turkey. Oh, yeah. Oh, if you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I'm feeling you all... Stephen will definitely not work. <laughs> this is your number 97 source for movies, music, comic books, geek culture, Life lessons, philosophy, stories of rock and roll, drugs, alcohol, and everything in between. Come one and come all. Enter the SGP. You're listening to the Stephen Gedney Podcast. Perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. Ain't nobody got time for that. We are on the air. Welcome everybody. Episode 20, Monday, August 31st, 2015. Thank you for joining me here at the Stephen Gedney Podcast. And it has been a while since I was here last. Well, kind of. See, two weeks ago I recorded two episodes in a row because I had the big thing coming up. And I'm going to talk all about that big thing. You know what I'm saying. I know you guys love big things out there. But uh, I did two episodes in a row. Uh, one dropped two weeks ago. The other one dropped last Monday. Finally, I'm back with a lot of news, a lot of stories to tell you. But uh, once again, uh, I'm excited at the response that this show has been getting. I've been getting a lot of messages and comments from people. And yeah, some people seem to dig it. So... So is the dog. The dog likes it too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the the first episode was a bunch of music from the old bands that I was in, uh, the early stuff from 2002 all the way to 2007, 2008. And then last week's episode was kind of the tail end of the, the same time stuff. And then some of my own recordings that I've done on my own and nice little audio retrospective of my musical history and uh, yeah, it was pretty good, you know, I like to do, I, I wanted to do something like that, you know, it's kind of like, this is what I've done, getting it out there, the the slate has been cleared, and let's get the new shit going, so there's that, but what I'm really here to talk about today is, shit man, it happened, you know, I started this podcast on 420, April 20th of this year, 
and we are in the 20th week, the 20th episode. Every week you hear me talking about it. The wedding happened. I am now happily married to my beautiful wife, Elisa. Uh, my 30th birthday just happened as well, so I'm a 30-year-old man. I'm married. Shit. And uh, there's nothing planned. Well, nothing serious anymore. You know, all the planning is done. And Let's just take you uh, to the beginning of the journey. Uh, last week, it was, let's see, Tuesday, August 18th. Um, went up, uh, it was my second day of work that week. We got home, packed all of our shit. It was super hot outside, you know, these Northern California afternoons, sweating, just trying to take shit out, pack up in the car. We went up to Calusa, where Elisa's parents live. With the dog, spent the night, and then Wednesday morning, which was the 19th, we took off to Oregon. We left really early, and uh, for the most part, it was just it was a smooth trip, man. I, I can't complain. Been up I-5 to the Eugene area so many times in my life, and I know it like the back of my hand. Well, not exactly, but I don't even really know the back of my hand that well either. Um, but... Yeah, just your typical eight-hour drive. We went out to Elmira, which is near Venita, which is uh, west of Eugene. So Eugene is where, you know, the University of Oregon is, a bunch of cool um, hippie, progressive, social, you know, it's the the little city. It's it's the Berkeley of Oregon, if uh, if that puts it into perspective at all. But um, my brother Joe and his family, they live in a tiny little... You know, mountain type town, uh, not in the city, but you know, kind of. They have their little strip mall of a grocery store and their drive-up coffee places and all that. And yeah, it was pretty good. Joe, my brother, didn't get off work until later that evening, so we just kind of hung out at the house and unpacked our stuff, got some food, and uh, yeah, it was it was a nice night. And then the next morning, my future wife at the time had a nail appointment in Eugene, so we went out there, and we were trying to get a bunch of shit going, you know, we we had forgot these cards, we had these cards for uh, the dinner, and it had the address, ah, excuse me, I'm drinking a Diet Mountain Dew here, um, we, ha- we forgot these cards, and they had the address of the brewery, the restaurant brewery that we were going to have dinner at after the wedding. So we're trying to figure out this way to get them printed out. Uh, My brother doesn't have internet at his house. We had to go somewhere that had Wi-Fi. In addition to that, one other thing we forgot, which was pretty important, was the permit for the park that we had rented. And, you know, you don't really need the permit, you know, just to do your, your wedding and stuff. But if there's any issues whatsoever, you know, they need to call the cops in or the park ranger. Um, You got to pull that permit out to be like yo this is our area we paid for it we reserved it so we didn't have that and we're just kind of scrambling in the morning to try to get these two things printed out at the same time elisa had her her nail appointment at like 12 30 and meanwhile we left the dog with my sister-in-law which she's super awesome I'm, i'm happy that she helped out in that regard but yeah, it was it was not an easy easy morning. <laughs> you know, we went out, tried to find some like fast food or something. Went to Burger King. They had Wi-Fi. Was going to order uh, um, some pla- some of those uh, cards. You know, the restaurant cards off of like Office Max or Office Depot. One of the two. I don't know which company it is. And I was getting ready to set it up, and then. One of the guys from Burger King walked by, saw what we were doing. And he's like, oh, did you know all the Office Max closed around here? And we're like, fuck, man, are you serious? Like, what are, we, what are we supposed to do? I mean, meanwhile, there was no way to print out the permit because it wasn't in any sort of a, a file. It wasn't a Word document. It wasn't a PDF file. It was an HTML web page. So the only way we could really figure that out was we need to go to a library but we didn't have time to go to a library because we were so far in between two. There was either the, the library in Eugene or there was the library in Venita. And we're right in the middle of it, don't know what to do. And, uh, and then the whole, you know, the dinner card thing. We, how are we going to print these dinner cards out? There's no Office Max, no Office Depot. And 
they're stables, of course, but we didn't know how to do that, and we were running out of time, so we made this plan. We were going to go to the library, so we went to the, the library in downtown Eugene, Oregon, and <laughs> we didn't know it was downtown at the time until we got there. We're, we're running short, you know, like we need to be at the nail place in like 25 minutes. We get in there. We finally, you know, find a place to park. And, and the whole place is confusing because we'd never been there before. So we find the information desk. He says, oh, you need to use the Internet. You go upstairs. We go upstairs. We talk to one of the ladies at the desk. And she's like, okay, well, we got this line over here where every 15 minutes you switch out. It's completely free. You know, here's the line. And also you can go downstairs and buy a one-hour pass for $3. So we, me and Alisa, we both go downstairs, and she's like, well, I don't know which one's going to be faster because the line that we're in on the second floor, you know, it's the, the library, you know, line where people are trying to pay their fees and renew their cards, all that kind of shit. So she wants me to go back upstairs at the 15-minute line. So I go upstairs. I'm sitting next to the guy in front of me who seems like he's waiting to use the computer next. I don't know. I felt like he was there a lot longer than 15 minutes and people just weren't getting off. But there was that. And then she was waiting for the one hour. So she ended up getting it, paid the three bucks, went upstairs. We had to talk to the lady again. She told us what computer to use, how to log on. Here's our temporary library card number. And then we still have to print the shit out. So we access our email. We get the, the dinner cards and we get the permit. And then you have to pay per page, and they don't take a debit card. They don't take a credit card. I think the only way you really pay is there's like a, a library account that you can put money into or you pay with cash. We don't really carry cash. You know, we're kind of their debit card, credit card people. Either that or I had like a $50 bill and like a $1 bill. And the colored, page, the colored pages were, you know, twice or three times as much as the black and white pages. So we talked to the lady because how you pay for these these pages are you put the cash directly into this printer and it only takes one dollar bills doesn't even take a five so freaking weird but you know I, I guess I understand you know when you're dealing with the public and all that kind of shit but there was no way to get change anywhere and so we decide okay Forget the dinner cards. Forget the restaurant cards. Let's just print out this permit because it's the most important thing. We put in the dollar. We get the permit printed out. We decide to just scrap the, the dinner cards. And then it's like 10 minutes. We got to get across town in Eugene, back to West 11th, back to where the nail place is. She gets there right on time. She walks in literally like a minute before, you know, 1230 or whatever her appointment time was and then i go across the street to starbucks i sit outside of starbucks with my laptop and i order the the cards and i make sure that they're printed on card stock which is really nice i make sure that you know uh we could pick them up in portland because it takes like at least two hours to get them ready and then you got to pay an extra five bucks because of the rush job <laughs> and so i didn't even have the option to pick them up in the morning which was the morning of the wedding because they still wanted the five bucks uh, extra, so I might as well just pick them up at five o'clock tonight. So I did that for Thursday night. Nail thing was done. We went all the way back to my brother's house, picked up the dog, packed up the car. Well, I did that and then came back and picked her up. Then we left. She drove all the way up to Portland, and then uh, it sucked, man. There's just all this traffic. You know, this was probably the third time that we've been to Portland and inside the city and the freeways and all that, and. I like it a lot. You know, I like the vibe. I like the views. There's a lot of bridges. You know, it's very, like, artistic, you know, kind of grungy community. But the traffic sucks, man. Like, I feel like the traffic in Portland definitely rivals, you know, L.A., San Francisco, San Jose, all that kind of shit. Like, it's pretty bad. But either way, <laughs> after, you know... What should have been like a three-hour drive ended up being like a four-and-a-half-hour drive. We made it to the hotel. Her parents were waiting in the parking lot because they couldn't check in without her credit card. We finally got in there, got our rooms. All that shit was set up. 
and yeah it, it worked out just fine <laughs> so and then my dad and my brother Jacob were already in Portland they had been there for a few days they were shopping you know for the wedding and uh, they wanted to eat dinner with all of us but it was hard to find a place that would allow dogs you know usually you have to go to like a, a brewery type place or you know so anywhere that has like an outdoor patio and her parents just decided to just stay in the room with the dog and me and Elisa with my dad and Jacob to Olive Garden had a very cool dinner a very nice dinner I had my ravioli di portobello had a beer kind of flat it was a shock top kind of disappointed with that but whatever it was my wedding night or you know my the eve of my wedding you know as in like Christmas Eve you know the big things coming in the next day so made it back to the hotel everything was all good and then the next day we woke up and it was just crazy it was madness you know uh Elisa and her mom they took me to the barber where I was getting my first uh straight razor close shave and I gotta tell you man I really enjoyed it it was um you know it's I guess it's kind of weird you know some guys like putting like hot uh, uh shaving cream on your face but my dad, he's my, like, you don't think that's gay? I'm like, no, man. I mean, whatever. I'm not. I'm comfortable. You know, the guy was a really cool guy, Mexican dude. He was actually from Benicia, California. So we're kind of from the same area. Just some nice conversation and talking about Portland and the differences between Oregon and the Northwest and then also, like, you know, California, the pros and cons, all that. And then, uh, as uh, she dropped me off, they headed to the uh, makeup and hair, and she was doing that shit for like three hours. Meanwhile, my dad picks me up, him and Jacob drive over to the U-Haul place because he's renting the U-Haul to go pick up the chairs to bring them back to the park. Meanwhile, I take his rental car back to the hotel, get ready, drive to the park, and then my GPS on my phone, it wasn't really talking to me because I plugged it in to my dad's rental car, the USB jack in there to charge it. And when you do that, it like wants to play it through the speakers, but it wasn't really hooked up. So I took a wrong turn and I ended up going into Washington. <laughs> so and, but don't, don't worry, it wasn't that bad because we were literally right on the border. So five minutes I'm driving up north into Washington and then I you know make my uh my way west and then back south and get to the park and roughly the same time it would have took uh if I was just following the directions correctly get to the park my dad's got the chair set up completely wrong <laughs> which you know I don't I don't hold him uh uh, I don't hold anything against him for that because he didn't really know what I was doing. But we fixed the chairs. Photographer's already there, just scoping the area out, figuring out some plans. And then after that's done, my dad and Jacob decide to go change into their suits. And I'm just setting everything up. And my photographer, David, was helping out a little bit. And I got all the wedding favors on the heart shaped table getting the waters, you know, the bottles of water in the buckets, uh, getting the poofy balls onto the sides of the chairs. You know, I basically set that whole area up. And meanwhile, my brother and his whole family, you know, uh, my uh, R, I keep saying my, but R, uh, you know, ceremony person, I can't think of the word right now, but you know, she's not a minister, she's not a nun, she's a officiant, wedding officiant. You know, they're all traveling together, and they agreed to go pick up the flowers for us. We had uh, Lisa's bouquet of flowers, my little boutonniere that goes on my pocket, and the a little thing that goes on the dog's collar. So they came back, I gave them the keys, uh, the key card to my hotel so they can go back to the hotel, and they can get ready while I'm getting shit done. And uh, apparently <laughs> my brother wasn't too happy about it because uh, my nephew's clothes were all at the hotel. And I had thought, and I thought we all agreed that they were going to go back to my hotel to change and stuff. But uh, I don't know. Maybe they didn't. My family's weird. You know, we all agree on one thing. And then the next day everyone's like, you didn't say that. <laughs> so 
And time passes on. You know, Lisa's texting me saying that she's later than she thought she was going to be. But finally, uh, she shows up and we get all set up and, and we do the whole first looks thing. So I go down to the bottom of the hill at the park and David, the photographer, he's taking pictures and she walks up. She looks amazing. She's beautiful. You know, her. I, I don't get to see her in a dress very often, but yeah, her, her hair, her makeup, her dress, it was just, she looked perfect, you know, and I consider myself very lucky. And for the next hour and a half, we're just doing pictures because we only had David technically for six hours. And so we wanted to get all of our personal pictures out of the way before the ceremony. Then my mom calls me up on my phone and <laughs> her and my sister, Sarah, who was also a last minute addition, are trying to find the park. They're like, where are we? Where are you? You know, we're at the park sign. And I'm like, you need to go up here. This is the parking lot. She's like, well, can you come get us? I'm like, no, I can't come get you. I'm taking pictures, you know. And finally, we're done taking our pictures and... We get back to the area where the ceremony is going to happen. You know, Elise's parents are there. The dog's there. My dad and Jacob are there. And then my mom's at the top of the stairs, and she's not very happy because she's like, where am I supposed to change? I'm like, well, you know, I sent everybody back to the hotel because there is nowhere to change. And, you know, that was pretty much the only, uh, uh, I think, downside really to, to the wedding was, you know, things – Things weren't made completely clear, and some people just weren't prepared, like, you know, I was, and Elisa was, and, but whatever, it, it ended up being good, they changed in the U-Haul, came down, and then we did the ceremony, and it was a really, really nice ceremony, uh, Asta, my, our officiant, uh, she did a great job, she also did my brother's wedding, and, uh, I've known her for, like, 15 years now, and she's family, basically, so, it was, it was just really nice, and, and I got a little teary-eyed, you know. I like to say that I have allergies, but no, it was my, I wrote my own wedding vows, so it, it was just, it was nice, man. Like, I really spoke my heart and uh, got to be there with a lot, of, a lot of close people, you know. The wedding just turned out exactly what we wanted it to. It wasn't too big. It wasn't this giant spectacle. It was just all about what it was it was all about the the union of me and my wife <laughs> and uh yeah it, it was good and then you know we just took a lot of pictures and family pictures after that and uh everybody signed our sign we made this big wooden sign that says getting and had the date and it's like a it was a white white piece of wood and all the letters were painted like a teal turquoise color and and we gave them sharpies and they wrote messages on it, and it's a it's a pretty cool piece, and we're gonna hang it up in our living room. And then uh, after that, we went back to our hotel. Everybody else had gone to the the restaurant, the Laurelwood Brewery Ale House, whatever you want to call it. And we changed and went with her parents back to the brewery. We got there, and uh, basically all my family was already there. We we're just kind of waiting on Elise's family, which is funny because. It was like Elisa's family were the first ones to the the wedding, the ceremony, and my family was late. But then they were the first one. My family were the first ones to the restaurant, and her family was running late. So, but whatever, it was perfect. It was perfect the way it was. They had already started like ordering shit, and we didn't have any plan on uh, how uh, how things are going to get paid for and all that. And they must have just been bored and hungry. But it was all good, and we. We got there, and then, uh, shit, Alisa uh, had forgot something, or her mom had forgot something. I don't remember exactly. Um, but they they decided to go back to the hotel, pick up whatever they needed, and then come back again. I was just there entertaining everybody, and we had, it was good food, good beer. Um, tried my best to just talk to everybody equally, take pictures, and then uh, David wanted uh took some pictures of Elisa and I all around, you know, there was a cool beer truck. It was, uh, you know, of the brewery and, uh, these kind of, these pictures were different from the wedding ones. We just had our sunglasses on. I had my t-shirt, my game of Thrones t-shirt. She had her like leather jacket and 
they they turned out really cool too and it, it was just a nice contrast we had our you know our really nice uh our wedding uh you know ceremony and all that stuff and then we had the cool the dinner afterwards and it was like day and night you know good and bad light and dark all that all that stuff and yeah, man, it was a, a lot of good food. I myself had a falafel wrap with some Cajun seasoned tots and a few beers. And they had one IPA called Workhorse IPA, and then I also had a, a stout. So can't complain, man. Good beer on tap. Nothing wrong with that. Our cupcakes were a hit. Even though when her aunt showed up, they had all started melting a little bit and popping out of their case. Uh, she talked to the restaurant. They threw them in the fridge till the end of the night and got them out, put them on the tower. Everybody ate them. Uh, my dad and Elisa's dad were smoking cigars, and uh, David got some pictures of them doing that, and I kind of posed. I didn't want to smoke any of the cigars, but I was like, yeah, I got to get in on this, man. It's my dad and my dad-in-law. So, yeah, man, it was it a was really good wedding, and um, we were getting very low, <laughs> Uh, well, we had to make we had to spend at least eight hundred dollars because of, we rented the area. And we were only like at six hundred and something, so uh, we got some some souvenirs. You know, we got the Elisa and her mom got a, a sweatshirt, and I got a, a beer growler, which is like a you know you fill it up with the, on tap and you seal it up and you can take it home. And uh, yeah, it didn't really keep as well as I thought it would. You know, it says like keeps things cold and hot for 24 hours not true you know it became lukewarm really quick but uh i i at least drank half of it you know it was like 64 ounces so there's no way i couldn't drink all that but by the end of the night when we got back to the hotel we were just tired we went right to sleep <laughs> you know there was none of that other you know typical wedding wedding night stuff that you talk about it was more like and then uh, the next morning, you know, all my family had gone back to Eugene that night. And uh, myself and my new parents-in-law and then my dad and, and my brother Jacob, we met at this little coffee shop place and ate some food, took a few more pictures, and then we were on our way. And so, yeah, it was, it was cool. When we drove up to Seattle after that, her parents took the dog, so then the dog was just out of it for uh the rest of the day <laughs> or the rest of the week excuse me um but it took us a few hours to get up to seattle we only ran into traffic around tacoma but uh yeah i mean we picked seattle because we just always wanted to go up there and explore you know like when i was young my dad you know was driving trucks and he took me through the city a little bit and that was back when i Loved Nirvana, Kurt Cobain, and Soundgarden, all that grunge stuff. So I, I was just ecstatic, but didn't really get to do anything. So now as an adult, and we have the money, we have the time, uh, we we got up there. And so finally, when we got through the city, um, we got to our hotel in, in Linwood, which is about 15 miles north of, of you know downtown Seattle. And it's funny because people call Linwood like the ghetto, <laughs> and it really isn't, you know. Like, obviously those people have never been to Stockton, never been to Modesto, never lived in Rancho Cordova, and even parts of Midtown. You know, this was not ghetto. It was definitely, you know, older. You know, they had their strip malls and Burger Kings and Taco Bells and McDonald's and all that good stuff. Fred Meyer local grocery store but in no way would I say it was ghetto it was just quiet you know people aren't walking around Linwood at night but there I didn't see one homeless person there I didn't see any gangsters rolling around but it was uh so Friday or Saturday night uh it was kind of getting kind of late by the time we got there we kind of we took a nap for a little bit decided to go hit up the mall because it was literally like two blocks away from our hotel and Walked around the mall a little bit, went to Hot Topic, and I bought a, a pretty cool Batman, the animated series shirt. She got a few things for herself. You know, we're just kind of killing time until dinner. When we were looking around for somewhere to eat, we found this place called Rock, 
wood fire grill and uh yeah it was awesome i i enjoyed it uh immensely you know it kind of had that hard rock cafe type vibe you know the uh, the whole theme is is rock and roll and classic rock like you go in there and there's big album covers on the wall for like pink floyd and zz top and the stones and then you know the booths that you sit at the tables are made to look like road cases and the chairs you know the seats have just millions of song titles from classic songs you know whether it be like let it be or beast of burden or bohemian rhapsody and on even the menu like they they have different sorts of drinks and food that are named after these uh classic songs so and because it was a brewery and I love beer, I wanted to get their beer sampler. So I got that. She got a margarita. We shared a pizza. We had some chips and queso. And, uh, you know, it wasn't fine dining, but it was exactly what we like. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so we uh, we enjoyed our dinner, our drinks, and went back to the hotel. And then the next morning, which was Sunday, uh, we went down to... You know, the Space Needle area, the Seattle Center, um, parked. Took a while to find parking until, you know, we saw that there was like a $15 garage right across the street from everything that we wanted to check out. Went to a little sports bar, ate some more food, and then went to the Space Needle. Uh, You know, that was awesome. First time I had ever been there. Like 600-something feet off the ground, a lot of good views. Um, It was still kind of smoky in the air because there's not unlike California. I mean, not unlike California. There's, there's a lot of uh, smoke and fires up in Washington. Luckily for us every day after Sunday, uh, the sky got a lot more clear and made for good pictures, but the top of the space needle, we walked around and just took a lot of photos, some selfies. They even have this cool thing where, uh, you, put your ticket under a scanner and you stand on this thing and they take a picture of you and we did that man and we were probably up there for a half hour or so and went back down and she got a lemonade and we walked over to the emp museum which is the experience music project and i was totally stoked you know this is a place that i wanted to visit since i heard about it i think it opened in the late 90s at some time and you know it started off as this you know just a music museum uh, similar to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but they've since then they've added all sorts of interactive things. They've added things from movies and TV and, and pop culture in general. So we went in there. We paid the extra money because they have a uh, special Star Wars costume exhibit, and you know it's our honeymoon. It's once in a lifetime opportunity to see this kind of stuff. So we went in there and just. Man, just taking pictures like crazy and exploring. You know, they had one one area that was all about indie games. You know, like, you know, PlayStation, Xbox, you know, like these these small gaming companies that, you know, are, are comprised of three, four, five people that, you know, try to get their games out there on the market. And, you know, you could play them and stuff. And walked over to the, the Star Wars exhibit and... They had costumes from all of the movies, you know, from, you know, 77 through 83 and then the 2099 to 2006, you know, so all the episodes and yeah, it was, it was awesome. It, and the detail on some of them, especially like, you know, the princess, princess Leia's, you know, slave costume or, you know, Chewbacca, you know, R2D2, C3PO, all of the, uh, the, uh, Queen Amidala stuff from the episode one through three, some of the Sith robes, and then at the very end, there's a special room with a Darth Vader costume, and they actually have their own security guard in there because they don't want anybody messing with it. And if you walk too close, an alarm goes off, and like everybody that was taking pictures with this Darth Vader setting off the alarm, and whatever, you know, it was it was fun and. And I just, I enjoyed it, you know, kind of brought me back to being a kid. And they had other sections in the museum, you know, they had one that was all fantasy related. So they had things from Wizard of Oz and Harry Potter and Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, you know, weapons and costumes and 
And then there's another section that was all horror movies. So I got to see, you know, they had a big fiberglass statue of the alien from the alien movies. They had the axe from The Shining, you know, with Jack Nicholson, Stanley Kubrick. They had uh, Jason's mask and machete from the uh, Friday the 13th, the most recent one, which was like 2008 or nine, somewhere around there. Stuff from The Fly, stuff from, uh, you know, all sorts of shit. I mean, there, there's just too much to name. And then there was also another exhibit that was sci-fi. So I got to see some stuff from Ghostbusters, Terminator, Back to the Future. You know, and as a movie guy myself, it was, yeah, I was, it was amazing. I just loved it. I loved, loved all of it. They had guns. They had a whole wall of guns from everything star trek star wars battlestar galactica you know who knows judge dread men in black you know and and then from there there was there's a few more exhibits but nothing really crazy of note so after we left the museum we walked over to the chihuly garden of glass which is a really cool you know kind of like a fine art museum where all the pieces are blown glass. I don't know if they're hand-blown glass, but it's it's just these crazy, ornate, detailed, textured pieces. And, I mean, they're making spheres. They're making long, curly, you know, porn, horns, not porns, horns, you know, shells. You know, it's made to look like like treasure, you know, and every... Every room had, you know, these big exhibits that you could walk around 360 degrees. You know, they'd be anywhere from 4 feet tall to 12 feet tall to 16 feet in the air. And uh, all the rooms were black and, and all the pieces were lit up by spotlights. And yeah, man, if you really like art and that kind of thing, I definitely suggest that. Um funny thing was there was this uh indian family you know a man a woman and very young child and for one i don't know why you would bring a child to a place like that because there's nothing there that they would be interested in at least most kids that i've known around this age is like five six seven and uh in the very first room he walks by tries to pick up one of the pieces and security guard walks up to the dad and he's like he better not do that again <laughs> so and by this time, you know, my phone was pretty much dying. So by the time we made it through the inside of the museum, there was a little uh, outdoor patio garden area. And my phone died, but uh, I pretty much got pictures of everything there. And yeah, um, I, don't, I don't remember what we had. See, I'm, this whole trip, you know, it was like four or five days. So a lot of the details are a little bit blurred, but... I want to say that we ended up eating Mexican food that night uh, at a little, it, it, and it couldn't have been the next night, but I think we, we ate just at a little hole-in-the-wall Mexican place, and it was good, man. I, I enjoyed it, and that was the end of that night, and Monday was tattoo day, and we both had a tattoo appointment scheduled at 3 o'clock, but we needed to kill some time, so we went down downtown seattle to the famous uh pike place fish market and keep in mind we had driven around the area the night before but didn't really uh, see much you know like i mean we got to see some stuff but we didn't really go to the market so we saved the uh the exploring of the market to uh for monday morning and yeah man that place is awesome it's the just so many catacombs and tunnels that you can go to it goes like four floors down and you know the the most busy uh part of it is of course the top where the fish you know they're throwing the fish and stuff and we found um one guy selling some really cool art stuff that he had he had drawn and copied made prints of and uh, we bought some of those you know they're kind of political themed a little bit but it's just like that street art you know, style that we both love immensely. Got to see the first Starbucks with a very, very long line coming out of it. You know, the only Starbucks, I guess, where you can uh, actually get the original logo on, on merchandise and gear and all that. And 
we ended up walking farther down the uh, the market underneath, and there was a cool little store. I want to say it was called like Orange Dracula or Orange Vampire or something like that, and you know, it was kind of a little rinky-dink, you know, <laughs> shop, but they had some cool stuff in there. And if I lived in that area, I would definitely buy some of it, you know. They had a lot of the 50s sci-fi, old toys. They had some cool, like, occult-looking posters. I almost feel like if I, I could take that store over and just make it even 10 times better than it was. But, yeah, it was cool. They even had old-school, like, Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, trading cards still in the package from whatever, the 70s, 80s, when it, whenever it came from you know, just a lot of walking around until we uh, had to go get our tattoos. And that was way somewhere in like northern Seattle. And um, we finally uh, drove up there. We found the area. We had stopped at a mall first to eat because, uh, you know, it was her first tattoo. It was my first one in 10 years. We've, neither of us wanted to be shaky or sweaty or pass out. So we ate first, but we made it there on time. Walked in, weren't greeted by anybody, because apparently Monday is the day where their counter girl is not working. So we got in there, found out we couldn't park where we had parked. So we had to get back in the car, find another spot. She was still worried that we weren't parked in a, a legal zone. She's very protective over her car. She doesn't want to get it towed away. I totally understand, but where we were was okay. We met the guy that was going to be doing the tattoos, and uh, uh, we, he started going over mine. And so what I originally envisioned was, so I there's a band that I really like called Let Live, and they have a very cool simplistic logo, which is two lowercase l's and a period, Let Live. But I didn't want to just do a band logo. I wanted to do something a little bit cooler, uh, something that didn't necessarily look like a band logo. So my original idea was I wanted to do like some skyscrapers. The problem is I don't live in Seattle, so I couldn't really go in there and talk about designs and stuff like that. Um, but we went in there. He said, you know, I, I don't know if you want to do that because it kind of looks like the Twin Towers. And then all these windows, they, you know, once you get older, they're not going to look as good. I should have listened to my wife because she said the same thing. I didn't believe her. I figured this guy could just do it. I want and it would look good but she was right he was right we started brainstorming trying to come up with other ideas I was like you know I like horror I like uh, fantasy sci-fi we had thought about putting uh, eyeballs in there <laughs> and uh, he said well what do you think about like a space space theme and I was like yeah man that's awesome I would love that and he's like yeah and we could just color blast it and I didn't even plan on getting a lot of color but it's like, yeah, that sounds good, you know? So we sat around for another, like, 45 minutes. And uh, he came up with this little design. I liked it a lot. And, uh, of course, my wife was elected to go first because her tattoo was going to be very easy. And she was kind of scared, but she got in there. She handled it. It was done within 10 minutes, and she loved it. And then I sat in the chair and... For the next hour and a half, it was uh, it was fun, you know. We had a little conversation with this guy. His name was John, but he definitely wasn't the most social dude. You know, he's kind of quiet, keep to himself, but he does pretty good art. He's only been tattooing since 2008, but, uh, you know, I like what he did. There's a couple things about the tattoo itself that I can nitpick, but uh, the way it, it, I mean, it's healing really well. It's looking cool. He did a lot more than I ever imagined, and I'm happy with it. You know, in the beginning when he first did the outlines, fuck, man, it did not feel good whatsoever. And then it got okay. It wasn't feeling too bad. Uh, and then, you know, he had the little blast of color, you know, that was fine. But then when he was just hitting some spots with just just for 20 seconds, I was like, oh, man, and it's a needle going into your arm, and that's exactly what it felt like. But literally, when it was done, it wasn't bad. You know, I didn't feel any throbbing or anything, but that night it was it was definitely hard to sleep. You know, I didn't want to, I didn't want my tattoo to get stuck to the, the blanket. 
I didn't want the ink to smear off on the blanket in the hotel and get charged for that kind of shit. So, you know, that that uh, that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, it, it was hard to sleep. Had to take some ibuprofen. But, yeah, after the, the whole tattoo thing, we ended up going to dinner at this. Um... Shit, man, I don't know. Oh, okay. We had the Mexican restaurant that night. So the night before, we, we had just gotten, like, some fast food like I had like taco time and she had McDonald's <laughs> but uh the Monday night of the tattoo that's when we went and got the real Mexican food the hole in the wall so see I told you my my facts are a little blurred next day which was Tuesday yeah Tuesday that was my birthday August 25th and uh you know I didn't get a great night's sleep you know because my my whole uh throbbing arm but uh it was all right i was happy it was my birthday and uh we went back to pike place market because we had set up this whole tour um it was going to be a four-hour tour going all around the city and all that kind of stuff and went down there we met our tour guide got on the bus and we were gone and uh the first stop we went to was snoqualmie falls which is about 30 35 minutes east of uh the the city of seattle and that's actually where we were going to spend our next night so it was cool to kind of get an idea on where we're going we're going to be doing the waterfalls are gorgeous it is um it is where they filmed a lot of scenes from twin peaks the show from the early 90s by david lynch and uh yeah it, it was nice we got to stay there for about uh 25 minutes and Along the way, we saw a lot of stuff that we hadn't seen previously. You know, we saw some of the neighborhoods in uh, Lake Washington, uh, Mercer Island. Uh, just And the whole reason we wanted to do this tour anyways was just to get a, a better lay of the land. You know, you can only see so much when you don't know where you're going. But when you're both passengers and somebody's telling you what you're looking at, then it's it's just a lot cooler experience. And the tour continued on. We went all around uh, the Fremont area and got to see the Fremont Troll, which is a cool local uh, uh, local art installation. This giant troll that they built, that local artisans built out of you know cement and stuff like that, and it's under a bridge. And uh, it, yeah, it, it was really cool. We got pictures with that thing. I took some pictures of a lot of the signs where the the staircases come down from the freeway stickers everywhere that's one thing i got to say about seattle there are stickers everywhere awesome so from there we went to a little chocolate factory um we went to a place called the ballard locks which is kind of a uh similar to like a panama canal you know like the boats are crossing from freshwater to saltwater and they have to pull into this area seal it off uh change the water level and then they let them out and you also got to go underground and there's this thing called the salmon ladder where the salmon are moving from salt water to fresh water and it's kind of like an aquarium type thing you know you're just watching the salmon cross and after that we ended up at a place called Cary park which is uh, a park way up in the very nice rich mansion hills of uh Seattle and it has the best view of the city and of the Space Needle and took some more pictures there and ended up back at the old uh, uh, Pike Place Market and after walking around and getting lost for a little bit we found a uh, another hole in the wall pizza place it's like literally like in an alley you know there's four or five seats in there but had a couple pieces of pizza got re-energized at some point we went to target uh, uh i don't even remember what day it was but there was a city target and we went there and and then we went to the seattle waterfront and yeah i see i'm starting to get confused i don't know if we went to the waterfront once or i feel like we went twice we must have gone twice that's yeah that's what it was so the first the first day on, on my birthday we went to the the waterfront and uh, second day i don't know i don't know man <laughs> we went to the waterfront twice either way took a lot of pictures we went to the aquarium uh well for, we had a, a ticket to go on an hour cruise around the harbor so while we were ki to kill time waiting for the cruise we went to the aquarium and 
saw some shit, saw some otters and some octopus and jellyfish. And I mean, this fucking dog will not shut up, man. <laughs> I don't know what she's barking at. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the aquarium was cool. It ain't no Monterey aquarium, but if I had a kid, you know, I, I'd definitely be a cool place to spend a couple hours. Just bring the kid and there's a lot of interactive exhibits for children there. But yeah, after about 45, 50 minutes, it was time to get to our cruise, our one hour cruise around the harbor. So we walked back across the waterfront near the Great Wheel, which we did not ride this time, but maybe next time. And, uh, yeah, we did our one-hour cruise uh, around the harbor, and it was very similar to the one that we did last year in San Francisco, you know, just one big circle. And uh, it was nice, you know, the reason we got to do all these attractions was because we bought something called a City Pass, and it has five or six different uh, locations that you can go to. And uh, when you add it all up, you end up paying only half for what you would have paid if you just did all those individually. So we also could have gone to the Space Needle again, but ran out of time but we did the space needle the emp museum the jihuly garden of glass uh we did the uh uh, aquarium and the cruise the harbor cruise so uh the only thing about the cruise was we were kind of sitting on the wrong side you know i mean there is no wrong side but we were on the left side and all the stuff that the uh the tour guide was talking about was on the right side but either way i mean we got a lot of good pictures it was sunset and uh, yeah, it was it was really nice. And after that, we returned to the market, did some more shopping, some gift stuff. We got magnets for everything <laughs> that we went to, so we added to our magnet collection on the fridge. Stopped at the uh, Pike Place Brewery or Pike Place Beer, whatever it is. Uh, it's over there, and it's Pike uh, Pike Brewing Company. That's what it is. And uh, picked up a few few brews there, and it was cool. And uh, made it back to our hotel once again up in Linwood the last night and uh, found a brewery. Let's see a theme here. I'm not an alcoholic. I just like good beer. What can I say? Uh, a brewery. Uh, I can't remember what it was called offhand. Actually, I got it on my phone. So I will tell you. So you just sit back while I tell you what the name of this place was because it was. it's worth mentioning. So here we go. Diamond Knot Craft Brewing, and uh, it was near it was near our hotel a little bit, uh, but they had the most amazing nachos ever, and we so we got nachos and then we also got tots and the nachos had like this tapatio sour cream dip it had some sort of like a avocado dip, ranch cheese, pepper jack cheese olives you know all vegetarian of course and then. Yeah, it was just really good grub bar food, and I, I told the waiter that it was my birthday. He checked my ID, and he's like, oh, all right, well, it's your birthday. You're going to get the beer for free. So, hey, man, no complaints there. And my uh, it, I, whatever their local stout was for Diamond Knot, but thumbs up in my book. And then the next day, it was time to go to the waterfall. So we ended up going to Snoqualmie. You know, after making a quick pit stop at the only Walmart. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait a minute. Before we went to Snoqualmie, we went to Alki Beach, which was awesome, man. It was completely on the other side of the, the harbor. Um, and, and the beach itself was, it's, it's almost like a beach, like a, uh, like a Lake Tahoe, you know. And I, I think it's partially fresh water, partially salt water. But it, it was nice and mellow. We got there early and kind of was reminiscent to... You know, like a Santa Cruz type place. And the sun was out. It wasn't blazing hot, but it was probably, you know, 80-something degrees. And had really good cold brew coffee, my first official cold brew. And, uh, yeah, it was it was good. I mean, I've had, like, I've had cold coffee before. You know, usually you take a hot coffee and pour it over ice. But this was actually cold brew. And, uh, yeah, it was delicious what can i say elisa had some sort of a mocha frozen mocha coffee drink that was good too and uh yeah alki beach we spent some time there walked up and down saw there was a statue that uh, symbolizes the arrival of the pilgrims in seattle you know where seattle was basically born it's where they landed and uh yeah the beach was awesome so we did that 
then we made a little quick pit stop at, at the local Walmart, one of the only Walmarts in the Seattle area, which is interesting. And then uh, we went to the waterfalls in Snoqualmie, and uh, we 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 weren't allowed to check into our hotel until about four, and we got there at like three something. So we just kind of wandered around the gift shop, killed some time, looked at the waterfall again, took some more pictures, and then we checked into our fancy hotel called like the Salish or Salish. Uh, lodge and spa and it's one of those places that has uh you know uh valet parking like you can't park anywhere else but they park for you uh we stayed in room 420 ironically and uh from the freaking nicest hotel i've ever stayed in hands down you know you go inside there there's a, a a hot tub that's in between the bathroom and the, you know, the bedroom. So you can open these two doors, you know, kind of like Asian Japanese style doors. And there's your hot tub and you could actually look into the bathroom, watch somebody, you know, go and poop. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, you, whether you're in the bathroom or the bedroom, you could see whoever's in the hot tub. If you want to, there was a fireplace. We didn't end up, we didn't end up using it because it was kind of warm. And because we were on our honeymoon, we told them we were on our honeymoon. They gave, they upgraded us to the river view. So we were actually the ones closest to the top of the waterfall. And not like it was the greatest view ever, but, uh, it, you know, it was nice. And you get to see a little bit of the rapids and stuff. And yeah, it, it was just, it was a really nice place. We hung out for a while, used the hot tub, you know, soaked, relaxed. Uh, we also used the hot tub at our, our best Western hotel in Linwood, but it was not, there was no comparison to having your own in, uh, in your own room. So that was cool. And then we did one more dinner, our final dinner on the honeymoon. And that was at another, you know, brew pub place in, in Issaquah, I think is what the, the town is called, you know, some sort of Native American name and, uh, had a, a local beer there. I think it was called the, um, Sunset Ale House, if I am correct, and uh, had a local beer. It wasn't the Sunset Ale House. They didn't make their own beer, but they served a lot of local Washington beer. So had another IPA. Uh, we had some mozzarella sticks as an appetizer, and then I had a veggie burger called the Three Chili Burger. So it had uh, jalapeno, serrano, and habanero peppers with a chipotle mayo. And, you know, me, I love spicy food, but uh, I didn't find it spicy until I was about halfway through it. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is, this is a pretty spicy burger. And had the beer and yeah, man, I mean, <laughs> I guess we had a, a lot of stuff to drink and a lot of just, you know, mostly craft, you know, bar food type stuff. Hamburgers, tater tots, chips, nachos pizza that was pretty much the theme of the whole week you know i probably gained three or four pounds not excited to go back to the gym yet but uh looking at my tattoo now i don't think it's 100 percent healed and i might just have to skip tomorrow because tomorrow well today today if it's if it's monday and you're listening to this then i probably skip the gym but uh, as you know i record this a day in advance so um yeah man and th uh, the next day we woke up and Drove all the way down to Medford, Oregon. That was like, uh, you know, it, it should have been six hours, six, five or six hours. But because of Portland, Oregon and their traffic, it ended up being eight hours. So we didn't get to our hotel in Medford until about 830. And, you know, it's just a little, uh, you know, roadway in just a little cheapo hotel. But it had really good reviews. It was clean. It was nice. Just wanted to go get some fast food. You know, I was like, oh, I'll get some stuff from Arby's. Because, you know, I don't eat meat. But Arby's has the jalapeno poppers and potato cakes and curly fries. All that junk. You know, I was just on a freaking junk food binge <laughs> for the last two weeks. And uh, so we, we go there. It takes you know a little while but it's not too bad and then elise is like let's get sodas from mcdonald's because they're only a dollar so we go to the mcdonald's line and i shit you not it takes like 15 minutes to get these sodas and she's like you know oh i'm sorry your food's cold i'm like don't worry it's cool it's still warm you know whatever and she wanted to go to burger king and get like you know rodeo burger and that kind of shit burger king was right next door to mcdonald's so we go to burger king we get in the drive-thru line and it takes like 20 minutes, like literally 
to go to these three fast food places in the drive-thru. It took like 45 minutes. And there, no, no sorry, no explanation for why it took so long. It's just like fucking Medford, Oregon. And I was telling my brother about it. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's just a bunch of tweakers out there. And so, yeah, it's, it's not the nicest place to stay. But it's, it was about uh, the farthest we can get in a night without, you know, killing ourselves from all the driving especially after that Portland traffic and whatever, you know, we got our food. Our food was still semi-warm and ate it. And it's not like, you know, we're expecting some gourmet shit anyways. It's it's Burger King. It's Arby's, you know. And uh, next morning we take off and finally make it back to our house. And that was it, man. That was the end of, of the honeymoon. And, uh, you know, there's so many little details that I... You know, I only have an hour to to describe, uh, you know, I'm going to listen back on this podcast and think, oh, I forgot to talk about this and this and that. But uh, the bottom line is the wedding, uh, it turned out exactly what we wanted to. I'm very happy with the results. I'm very happy to have my new wife. We got to see uh, the pictures uh, the other day. They're gorgeous, man. The guy, uh, he's a great guy and he did awesome stuff and I'm just, you know, what can I say, man? It, it turned out just amazing, and and uh, yeah, now I got now my 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 fiance is now my wife, and uh, we're gonna live a very happy long life together. No kids yet, somewhere in the future, I'm sure. But right now we have a crazy dog to deal with, and you know some other stuff, and then Seattle and the honeymoon. I mean, what a great city. You know, traffic wasn't nearly as bad as Portland, wasn't as bad as sometimes parts of Sacramento. You know, it was relatively easy, at least if you have a carpool. I definitely want to go back, explore a lot more things. Would love to go to a show up there. Just ironically, that week that we were up there, there was no good concerts going on. But like the week before or the week after, all sorts of shit. I I got to see the Showbox Theater, which is, you know, kind of like their famous little venue nirvana played there and all sorts of other you know bands and modest mouse uh they're from they're from seattle so they were playing but uh we didn't end up seeing them i'm not a huge modest mouse fan but i guess i would enjoy the concert if that was the only thing going on but uh yeah i love the it's it's similar to berkeley san francisco people are a lot nicer there's a lot more options for food and beer and, and a lot of stuff to do for free. Parking can be expensive, but it seems like to me that they have a really good uh, public transit system. Uh, we didn't get hassled by too many homeless people. I mean, there there was a fair amount, but uh, they weren't as aggressive as, say, San Francisco. So um, I don't think we could have picked a better place. You know, I'm I'm, I'm happy. The weather was awesome. It was the 70s and 80s the whole time. They were like, this is hot. This is a hot summer for us. I'm like, Fuck, I'm from Sacramento, man. Like, we, it's 104 degrees, you know, right now. And, you know, in Redding, it's 113 degrees. So um, definitely a different vibe up there. Um, one of the things that uh, our tour guide from the, uh, the Shutter Tour, you know, the tour that went around the city told us was, People are very nice, but it's hard to make friends uh, up here. And it's like, fucking Sacramento, it's hard to make friends. What are you talking about? So I could definitely see myself living up there at some point, you know, if if it works out. Uh, you, you know, I love the weather. At least this, we were up there in the summer. I'd like to go in the winter. I love the rain. I love storms. Also, you know, we don't get enough water and enough rain down here in California. And I lived here for 30 years, you know. Maybe it's time to to start planning, you know, spending time somewhere else. But that's neither here nor there. And we'll just see whatever the future holds for now. But but for now, I'm here, still doing my podcast, still working at work. Going to start jamming with my buddies soon. You know, it's it's time for Drive-By Turkey to to make their mark once again. I think so, you know. At least it's been almost six years, you know, like five and a half years since I played uh, with any sort of a band. And uh, especially, you know, these guys, JK and JP. And, 
you know we we definitely have had a, a musical connection that dates back to mm, 2000 you know 15 years ago and you know those 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 are my best buddies so uh now that my mom and sister have moved up to oregon uh the only family i got here are lisa's family and some cousins that i don't really see very often and and my my friends my best friends from woodland so i look forward to to spending time with them i'm excited that the holidays are coming up the trifecta what i call you know halloween thanksgiving and christmas i love the holiday season I'm going to be glad that, you know, it's going to cool off. We're going to get some wind, some uh, falling leaves, maybe some rain, uh, and Christmas shopping and all that good shit. So there you go, man. That was a a quick, yeah, I mean, a quick summary of uh, the wedding and the honeymoon. I mean, this was a a week and a half, (laughs) a week and a half worth of stuff, and I'm just cramming it in in, uh, as little a time as possible, so... Thank you for listening, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And uh, got a lot of great feedback from uh, the episode with Mark too. So uh, thanks again. So yeah, the, what else can I say? Follow me on Instagram at Stephen M J Gedney. Also on Twitter, same screen name. Uh, search for me on Facebook. If you know me, we could be friends. I have all the pictures from the honeymoon and the wedding are on my uh, Facebook. But uh, I'll try to add some on Instagram. And uh, talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. Yeah.